Genre. everybody and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 90s live action Turtles movie one TV kissing minute at a time. I am your host Scott Tofty and with me again for Thursday for Minute 19 are your co-hosts Chris, Rachel, and Thursday. Adam. Hi guys. Hello. And once again for the fourth time joining us Mr. Mike Carlucci from Return to Oz Minute. Mike, how you doing? Pretty good. Glad to be back again. Yeah, it's a great movie. Are you having fun so far? Cowabunga. Yes! <laughs> I made that funny! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Minute 19 starts with uh, Michelangelo finishing the uh, statement as to how in love he actually is with April. Oh, and so ends, much. ends with, uh, you know... Uh, April O'Neil getting chewed out by Chief Stearns, uh, being told that she's being reminded of something. Dot 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 to be continued. Um, so here we go. Minute nineteen. Let's let's walk our way through this. We discussed the uh, Ninja Turtle love triangle. The uh, the, uh, the whether it's appropriate for turtles to fall in love with a the human. Girl is a fox. <laughs> we are learning that now all three. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in shot right now at the beginning of this. Leo, Donnie, and Mikey are physically attracted to April O'Neil. And not for nothing, just the shot of her head. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. On yep. a broke-ass TV. Yeah. Broke-ass TV. We'll say this for the boys. Uh, at least they're not objectifying her body totally. They're just objectifying her face. <laughs> True. <laughs> They're objectifying her in general. Yeah. 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 Um, well, is a fox an object? Yeah. It's an animal. Ha ha. Touche. Okay. They're dedicated viewers. To to be fair, they they are. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, Teenagers. When you uh, anthropomorphize anthropomorphize turtles, so. By calling her a fox, they're kind of bringing her down onto their level in a way. No? Am I stretching? I'm stretching. Oh, oh so no. you're implying that humans are above them? That's awfully <laughs> mutated stuff. I, I like that. I like that theory. <laughs> Guys, if we just picture her as another woodland creature, it's totally okay. <laughs> right? In, in the cartoon series, what different animals did April O'Neil get turned into? Like, there was one where she was a fish, right? And then... Oh. Because oh, she got mutated a bunch. Oh I don't man, remember. that's a good question, and I don't under. Didn't one of them is a cat? She was turned into a cat. That makes at sense. one point. Mm. Um, that's really the only one I remember. I remember her being like a fish with like like webbed hands and like freaking out, what? and that silly thing that they do in animation where we- where where fish have like web e- you know sort of thin ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah uh, no. yes. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm seeing the screenshot of it now. She is some sort of fish creature with webbed hands. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, okay, I get it. We bring her into the uh, animal kingdom. I guess it's a little less creepy. Um, You're in the animal kingdom. <laughs> um, we get our very first <laughs> shot of uh, 
a dark and mysterious figure who uh, Mike, you had a good way to describe this. What did you, what did, what, what came to your mind? I thought it was uh, reminiscent of Dr. Claw. Inspector Gadgets. Arch nemesis. (laughs) It is kind of like, it is that Dr. Claw over the shoulder angle. I don't, I can't believe I never put that together, but that's, it's kind of brilliant. It's a great observation. And he is covered in claws. It bothered me so much that you could never see his face. He just needs a sarcastic cat to be petting. <laughs> like a fat, <laughs> evil cat, yeah. But I, just, I was just turtles. like, why can't you just turn the chair around? I want to see his face. Like, it really bothered me as a kid. Wasn't the gag in the credits of Inspector Gadget, like, he turns the chair around and it's just like a hand on yeah. a slinky? Yeah. 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 It's just an arm. He also had an action figure that had, like, a sticker over his face. <laughs> so you had to really? buy. Really? Yeah, you had to buy the action figure to actually see his face. I'm going to Google this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which you could peel off. Was I, the think, I think I got scolded at a toy store at one point, like trying to trying to peel the sticker off. Like mm. it was like one of those blister packs. And then there yeah. was like a sticker over his face. It was like, buy the toy. This is uh, Dr. That's funny. What good marketing. <laughs> um, apparently nobody in New York City in 1990 has a functional television. Uh, because Shredder is just looking at this wall of TVs and half of them are either cracked or broken or like they're like shutter roll kind of thing happening. Well, and then, of course, he goes and he throws a knife into it. Like, come on, dude. Which, as we established in the previous conversation, it's hard. So the Shredder <laughs> yeah. is a strong dude. Also, it's a weird composite shot. Like, it's not it's almost like hovering in front of the screen. Like, it doesn't really go through. Yeah. I almost wondered, like, I'm I'm looking at that shot my whole life, and it almost looks like it's animated. Mm-hmm. You're looking at that shot your whole life. <laughs> every t- yeah, this one frame. Every time I watch it, my whole life, I sit here and I go, "Now let's talk about this frame." But it really does look like it's just like almost hand drawn over that. I'm very curious as to how they actually did that. Maybe it proved yeah. really difficult to spear a television with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> as as Chris was saying this whole time. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief unsuspended. And I'd, I'd expect a large like, smashing sound. Yeah. yeah we get it a little be, one, but yeah, definitely not what you would expect. Yeah. I, just, I just Googled the Dr. Claw action figure. He is weird looking. <laughs> oh, we will we will put that in the show notes, definitely. There's no way that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, listeners, you can go to uh, duelinggenre.com and check our RSS feed for this episode, and you'll be able to see all the fun stuff in our show notes. Um, so, we hear the Shredder for the first time. He says, find her. Silence her. And <clears throat> if we know nothing else, silencing the press is the first step toward fascism. Fascism. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, Shredder's a fascist dictator, is what you're saying. It's he what I'm getting at. <laughs> Um, I love the voice of Shredder. I don't, um, the, the actor in the suit is not the voice actor. Um, but the voice actor, this to me, next to James Avery, who did, you know, he was uncle Phil, but he was also Shredder in the cartoon. Pillowy mounds of mashed potato. (laughs) (laughs) Like this Shredder voice is the one that I think of the most. It's like. It's now it's almost like Christian Bale Batman voice, but <laughs> in context of this movie, it's perfect. Yeah. 
and nobody disagrees. That's how I know I'm right. <laughs> I don't disagree. Yeah. It's a great voice. Yeah. Find her. Silence her. <laughs> um, I get chills. It's that sharp yeah. whisper, you know, that, that villains have. So, all right, Adam, here's, we're going to go into pro wrestling for a minute. <laughs> this, there might be a few other Ninja Turtle fans out there who watch pro wrestling, but I maintain the best bad guys in pro wrestling are not the ones that shout. They're the ones that whisper. Oh, J- Jake Roberts, man. Absolutely. Jake he, Snake Roberts, prime example of he made you I'm get, whisper he, yelling at you right now. He made you get close to the TV. Yeah. You know, like you had to like stop and listen to every word he said because it was important. He doesn't need to show emotion to let you know that he's dangerous. That's that's the kind of thing. It's like this guy, like he doesn't even need to like exert himself to to show that he's a badass. And Shredder's the same way. It's like he doesn't have to like be flashy to scare. Except for a, throwing a knife into a TV. Well, and the giant knives attached to his head, shoulders, knees, and hands. But other than that, he doesn't have to be flashy. Hands and shoulders, knees, knees, and hands. Hands. knees and hands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, I, I like that he's sort of like a, uh, again, the shredder in the cartoon series was so over the top and so, I was going to say cartoonish, but it's just like really over the top amped up to 11. This shredder is so much more subdued and, uh, mercurial and kind of, except for the outfit again, except for the outfit. Um, like the way they chose to play that character. And it's not, it seems in all versions of turtle media since this movie, shredder has been played most closely to this portrayal. They Mm -hmm. haven't gone with a, like a cartoony shredder ever again. Yeah. Um, so as we move on this minute, Raphael throws his hat back on and decides that he's living. And then we get uh, leaving rather decides that he's leaving. And then we get, Another great musical line of dialogue from Chief Stearns, which is, O'Neill, get in here! (laughs) (laughs) Mike, so one of the things things that we've talked about uh, a lot on this show is how the the cadence and the pitch of the dialogue in this movie often sound melodic or song-like. It's very musical in the way that the, the quotes roll off people's tongues, whether it's because of, you know, the unique voices that the actors have or just the way they choose to throw the lines out there. Woman is um, a fox. Like, if you had to pick out of the whole, you know, 94 minutes of this movie, like, is there a line of dialogue? Is there a quote from this movie that, is, like, you... <sighs> Like we say, Ninja Turtles, and like, what's the first quote from the movie that pops into your head? Oh, the 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 first one is uh, Jose Canseco. Bat, tell me you didn't pay money for this. That's, ah, all right. We spent a lot of write, time on that line. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, I'm gonna write that down because I think what I want to do is every guest host we have in, I'm gonna ask them this question, and I want to see which quote from the movie ends up being like the favorite. So that's one vote for Jose Canseco. Bat. Um, and then as we go on, we'll get the opinion of uh, us, the uh, the regular hosts. Also, maybe we can be cast as tiebreakers. Uh, but yeah, it's just awesome to me. I am a musician, so I love that kind of you know the 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 how each quote from the movie is like so unique in in 
the pitch. You can notate it on a music staff. So Chief's turn is another one. He's got, O'Neal, get in here. He's got, are you trying to tell me how to do my job? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's a good one. He's got a few in this movie. And there's uh, a couple more. Where is, oh, I guess in minute 20, there's another one that we're going to get to that I like. So I'll save that one for minute 20. Um, moving on through minute 19, April's just getting chewed out like crazy. Um, also, Danny, Danny got arrested for something. Oh, I dun, skipped dun, right dun, over dun, that. Dun, I'm dun. sorry. Oh, yeah, good you eye. Did. Good yeah. eye. Oh my Danny god, like I'm gave sorry. That look like, and, oh. and and we hear the shredder suite as he's being pulled in. What did he do to get arrested? Probably stole another walkman. Petty theft. <laughs> <laughs> stole a walkman. Petty larceny. One would assume that he did get caught doing his normal everyday foot duties. I love that close-up of him just like, you know, yep, I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Dun-dun. Wasn't he like at the end of the brush pass, the unnecessarily long chain of brush passes? Yes. It's like, assuming he had the same job, it's like, how did he get caught? Did they get all the others too? (laughs) Also, he only has one Sid Vicious t-shirt, apparently. Yeah. Well, this is all, this is later in the same day, right? So he stole April's wallet. She went to work. She's doing the interview. Yeah. And this is just later on that afternoon. So once again, Danny is presumably not going to school. Although the <sighs> clock on the wall uh, where these guys are setting up the camera equipment says it's about 535. So school's over at this point. I guess he could have gone to school on Conceivably, this day. Conceivably, yeah. he went and, and was a good student for a day. But no. Yeah. I mean, one would no. assume that he's probably a terrible student, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so I'm I'm kind of out of things on this minute other than you know the the chief stearns rambling and ranting so unless anyone else has anything else uh anything so like i shouldn't minute. say anything about april like the fox being the fox thing the fox never mind the fox says that uh you know donatello was right when he said that she is a fox and like you know they cut away and like she's you know standing there talking to her crew and she's definitely fox like so <laughs> you know what i said too much i'm done i'm done We're so done. what you're it's saying over. is you're you're admiring miss o'neill yeah yeah she yeah. Had, uh her outfit is um appropriate She's very yeah. newswomanly, much more so than when she left the news building in like minute yes. number three in her, you yep. know, sweatpants and yellow and rain weird raincoat. <laughs> yeah. No, she is pulling off a certain kind of 80s chic in the scene with her brown. Uh, uh, and she definitely has the 80s hair. Like it's, yeah. it's impressive. Like Shoulder 1990, it's like that, that a decade worth of 80s hair knowledge and skill went into perfecting that, that, uh, that hairdo. It's a, it's a science getting hair that big. Yeah, we, yep. we went to an 80s party about, what was it, a month, two months ago? Yeah. It is hard to get big hair, I've, I've learned. <laughs> I was not the only Macho Man Randy Savage at that party. That's also true. I was also not the only Adam dressed as Macho Man. Yeah, Randy it was like Savage. a weird, very strange, weird glitch in the Matrix. I want to go to your parties. <laughs> um, I don't go to any parties. All right, are we are we good on this minute? Everyone, everyone think we got everything? I think so. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we'll wrap it up. Uh, I just want to give a shout out one more time to the Movies by Minutes website, moviesbyminutes.com, where you can get all the other great Movies by Minutes podcasts. There's a lot of them. Um, 
our own Mike Carlucci here is going to be hosting the uh, uh, Return to Oz Minute. Very excited to check that out. Uh, probably not going to sleep immediately afterwards because that movie <laughs> terrifies me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll go over to Dueling Genre and check out all the other great podcasts over there, uh, including Spider-Man Minute, which features our producer, Mr. Scott Corelli, and all the other great uh, things. We work on a show over there called Geek by Night. Check that out, too. Um, all right. That's Thursday, guys. Yay. We will uh, we'll see you Friday. Mike's gonna come back for one more day, and we're gonna almost over. we're gonna Yay. we're gonna we're gonna wrap up one more week. And uh, I have like three anchovies left. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.